Hello and welcome to Sounding Out the Word podcast, a ministry of Anchor Baptist Church located right here in Salt Lake City, Utah. I'm your host, Pastor Jason Atwood, and it is my honor and privilege to come to you today and continue to look through the Word of God with you as we are continuing to study the life of a wonderful character in the Bible, a a godly young man, uh, a godly Christian as he walks with God and as he faces challenges in life that are not so different uh, than what we face today. Uh, Yes, if you're listening uh, in the United States of America, what happened to Joseph was thousands of miles away. It was uh, thousands of years uh, prior to what we are living in today. Uh, But the tests that he faced, uh, the, the trials in his life are not so different than what each and every Christian faces today as we walk with God and as we live for the Lord Jesus Christ. I'm reminded of a verse of Scripture in the book of Romans, chapter number 8, uh, that is that is played out, and Joseph's life is a testimony and a testament uh, to the truths of Romans 8, 28. And we know, oh, it's good to know some things in the Bible, I'm so glad that we can be confident and have faith in the Word of God. And we know that all things, oh, not just the good things, not just the bad things, the world would look at the good things of life and say, yeah, those were those were good things. Those were helping me. Those were uh, uh, growing me. Uh, those were happy things. Oh, but the Bible says, and we know that all things, that means the good and the bad things, work together. Think about that phrase, work together. The Bible doesn't say that they work individually, uh, that they work separately from each other, but our life is a is a combination and a compilation of the good and the bad that God brings and that God allows working together. God uses both of them to conform us to the image of the Lord Jesus Christ. And we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are the called according to his purpose. Oh, we thank God today as we think about the life's events, as we think about things that take place in our life, God uses all of them and God plans and and, and provides all of them to work together for the good. We see that Joseph was going to face the test, or Joseph's brothers, excuse me, was facing the test of, of envy. As they came back to Joseph, Joseph was testing them and God was testing them more importantly. Joseph's brothers had been envious of all the things that Joseph had seen in the past and had had happened to him in the past. Uh, They were jealous about uh, his treatment by their father. Uh, They were jealous about the path of life that he was on, and they were envious of him. That envy caused hatred in their, their lives toward their brother. They also faced the repeat test of greed, Would they be greedy about what Joseph gave his brother Benjamin? Now, remember, as we look through all of this, at this point, Joseph's brothers don't know that they were dealing with Joseph. But Joseph was testing them But because just for a a few pieces of silver, they were willing to destroy their brother's life. They were willing to, first of all, throw him in a pit. Then they were willing to, to sell him to Midianite merchantmen. What are you willing to do? to get gain. Joseph's brothers finally passed the test of greed. They were happy for their brother Benjamin, finally. They were happy that he received things that they were not receiving. They were happy that he got a greater portion of of food 
at the meal that Joseph set them down at. Oh, may we, may we remember the, the, the lesson through all of this is that if God allows a test in our life and we do not pass it, there will be that test come up again. We'll, we'll see it again. If we make an F, if we fail it, we are going to see the test again until we learn to pass it. We're going to look at one final test today that Joseph's brothers face as God is working in their heart and in their life. It's the test of a grudge. The test of a grudge. Genesis 44 and verse number 2, the Bible says, And put my cup, the silver cup, in the sack's mouth of the youngest, and his corn money. And he did according to the word that Joseph had spoken. As soon as the morning was light, the men were sent away, they and their asses. So we find here that Joseph's brothers have finally brought Benjamin back with them. That was a request of Joseph. That was a demand of Joseph, the ruler in Egypt. If you do not bring Benjamin back, your youngest brother, I will not sell corn and food to you. Joseph's brothers finally uh, convinced their father, Jacob, uh, upon the, the guarantee of the life of Judah, that we will bring Benjamin back. If it means our life, we'll bring him back. So they finally bring him back. They've bought the corn, but the Bible says there in verse number one of Genesis chapter 44, Joseph commands his servant to put the silver cup, Joseph's special silver cup is his cup of uh, divining. Uh, put that back in Benjamin's sack and then also put all of his money back. Joseph wants to see what's going to take place. Verse number three, the Bible says, As soon as the morning was light, the men were sent away, they and their asses. And when they were gone out of the city and yet not far off, Joseph said unto his servant, Up, follow after the men, and when thou dost overtake them, say unto them, Wherefore have ye rewarded evil for good? Is not this in it which my Lord drinketh, and whereby indeed he divineth? Ye have done evil in so doing. And he overtook them, and he spake unto them these same words. And they said unto him, Wherefore saith my Lord these words? God forbid that thy servants should do according to this thing. Behold, the money which we found in our sacks' mouths we brought again unto thee out of the land of Canaan. How then should we steal out of thy Lord's house silver or gold? Boy, Joseph's brothers are, are appalled. They, they, they can't believe that they would be accused of stealing Joseph's, this Egyptian ruler's, silver cup. We would never do something like that. In fact, we brought the money back that you gave us the first time, they thought by mistake. So they make this guarantee in verse number nine. With whomsoever of thy servants it be found, both let him die, and we also will be my Lord's bondmen. Oh, be careful what kind of guarantees you make when you don't know what someone else might know. Verse 10, and he said, now also let it be according unto your words, he with whom it is found shall be my servant, and ye shall be blameless. Then they speedily took down every man his sack to the ground, and opened every man his sack. And he searched and began at the eldest, and left it at the youngest. And the cup was found in Benjamin's sack. Then, the Bible says, they rent their clothes, and laid at every man his ass, and returned to the city. Joseph's brothers, this isn't happening by accident. Joseph has orchestrated this this test. Joseph has orchestrated this, this pinnacle, this climax in the lives of his brothers. Remember years ago, the elder brothers of Joseph perceived him to be a threat to them. Joseph was going to get the family business. Joseph was their father's favorite. 
Joseph was going to be their boss. They perceived him years ago to be a threat. In the world's eyes, may I ask you if you, if you, if you know, and many of you have maybe been around the world and seen what happens long enough, what do you do to a threat? Well, the world thinks that you eliminate the threat. Now, Joseph, the Bible tells us, places the silver divining cup that the Egyptians would have used, and he puts it in Benjamin's sack. The test is this. If the hatred is still in their hearts for, for, for those that are a threat to them, if hatred is still in their hearts toward a favorite, toward a youngest, toward their father's favorite and the child of his favorite bride, the brothers have a perfect opportunity right here to get rid of someone else who is now threatening their well-being and their, their success. And the question is this. Would they give up Benjamin as they did Joseph 20 years prior to this? Would they turn him over to the Egyptians to save their own necks? Listen, a, a grudge causes you to blame someone else for something that you shared the blame in. A grudge causes resentment over, over past offenses that may not even be remembered by the offending party. But in all of these tests, Joseph's brothers passed it with flying colors. As we read the account here, the Bible describes that there was no more envy. They were glad at the blessings given to Benjamin. There was no more greed. That second test, they didn't see an opportunity for gain at the expense of right. And now finally we see today in this last part of this little mini-series here in the life of Joseph, there was no more grudge. They didn't look at Benjamin as a threat as they did Joseph years ago. The Bible says they, they tore their clothes and they were, they were uh, 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 downhearted and they were, they were defeated over what they found in Benjamin's sack. The Bible says in verse 14, And Judah and his brethren came to Joseph's house, for he was yet there, and they fell before him on the ground. And Joseph said unto them, What deed is this that ye have done? What ye not that such a man as I can certainly divine? Oh, and Judah speaks up. And Judah said, What shall we say unto my Lord? What shall we speak? Or how shall we clear ourselves? God hath found out the iniquity of thy servants. Behold, we are my Lord's servants, both we and he also with whom the cup is found. And he said, God forbid that I should do so, but the man in whose hand the cup is found, he shall be my servant. And as for you, get you up in peace unto your father. Then Judah came near unto him and said, O my Lord, let thy servant, I pray thee, speak a word in my Lord's ears, and let not thine anger burn against thy servant, for thou art even as Pharaoh. Judah's going to step up, and we're going to look at that next week. But there was no more grudge here. They had a perfect opportunity to say, we have no idea why our youngest brother stole this cup from you. He did it. He was wrong. He's yours. He's your servant. And, 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 and we're going we're gonna to see you later. But they didn't hold that grudge any longer. They passed the test. But think with me, this was a makeup exam. They had taken these tests before and they failed miserably. This wasn't the first time they'd seen it. Could I ask you, dear listener, what area in your life is God dealing with you? And most importantly, it's an area that he's dealing with you that looks familiar because he's dealt with it before. Maybe it's these, maybe it's one of these three areas that specifically was a sin with Joseph's brothers. Maybe it's envy that, that, that seems to come up over and over. God gives you multiple opportunities to be envious. 
<laughs> and you might think, oh, why, why is God uh, 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 making me envious all the time? God's not making you envious. God's, God's testing you. God's putting a, a trial in your, in your pathway. God doesn't test us. God doesn't tempt us with sin. But there's test of, of seeing if, we, if we've grown spiritually. We, listen, we are the ones who choose to be envious. Joseph's brothers passed the test. Maybe you have a continuing test that results in greed, or maybe maybe this area of a grudge. Maybe as you listen, it's something totally unspoken of except in your heart by the Holy Spirit. Oh, listener, I would encourage you to spend some time with the Lord and confess to God the failure of a test in the past and recognize the need to learn from it and grow so that you and I can be what God wants us to be. God allows these things in our life. Remember, he allows the good, oh, wonderful blessings that we enjoy. We're living in a country where we have the greatest blessings in all of the world. We're living in a country where we don't face the trials and the persecution and the test that maybe our brothers and sisters in Christ across the lands and the seas face even today. But we do have these tests that we face. We are blessed with good. We are blessed with great things. But we face the test sometimes that, that create in us and, and bring to surface areas in our life where God wants to work. And God allows the good and the bad to work together for our good. Our need, our need is to pass these tests, grow, give these things to God, trust Him in our life, and allow Him to work and mature us and, and, and help us. And this is the key. Help us not respond how we usually have responded in the past. That resulted in the greed, the envy, the jealousy, the lust, the, the, the whatever it is in, in your life. That's all the time that we have for today. Thank you for listening to Sounding Out the Word podcast. And I pray that this lesson here, this message, and as we look in the Word of God, would be a, would be a challenge and an encouragement to us to pass the test that God allows to come into our life. So for the reason that we may grow closer and grow in our maturity and our walk with him. God bless you and thank you for listening. Have a wonderful day.